the hardest thing about creating a business or an organization besides all the work and uncertainty is the X factor of when you bring another person in. Because it's not just their skills that you're hiring them for. You're going to deal with their whole personality eventually. You need different skills on a team. You need different strengths. And I think astrology is more of an emotional personality test in some ways, although it certainly points to some of the hard skills someone may have as well. So it's just a shortcut to building a better organization and team and understanding yourself too. A boss babe is unapologetically ambitious and paves the way for herself and other women to rise, keep going and fighting on. She is on a mission to be her best self in all areas. It's just believing in yourself. Confidently stepping outside her comfort zone to create her own vision of success. Hello and welcome to the Boss Babe Podcast, the place where we share with you the real behind the scenes of building successful businesses, achieving peak performance, and learning how to balance it all. I'm Danielle Canty, co-founder and your host for today's episode. So let's get ready to dive in. Real quick though, what do Beyonce, Carly Kloss, and Emma Roberts all have in common? Besides being actual bombshell boss babes, of course. Okay. Let me give you a hint. They all have had a birth charts read by these two absolutely incredible twins. You may know them as the Astro Twins, but I know them as Ophira and Tali Edert. These celestial sisters have been telling us what the planets have had in store for us for years. They've written multiple astrology books and give us our daily, monthly, and even yearly horoscopes on astrostyle.com. Today, I'm joined by Ophi, who is talking about how zodiac signs affect our career and which signs are the best to hire based on work capability and our team's needs. You're not going to believe what the stars have written for you and your business success. So let's dive in. Welcome, Ophi, to the Boss Babe podcast. Thank you very much. So excited to be here. I mean, we've got one half of the Astro Twins. I am excited to get into all the details today. Oh, yeah. Half a boss, babe. Half an Astro Twin. You know, We're repping today. That's right. So I've been really excited about this podcast because I'm going to just say it. Like I wasn't, I've always been like, oh yeah, I'm a Virgo. But it's only really in the last couple of years that I've embraced it. And I've got CoStar at. I read your blog. I've got pattern. Like I'm, I've really embedded myself in the astrology culture at this point. I'm a believer. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. There's too many things that happen to me that it cannot be actually worth listening to and worth looking at. And so over the last couple of years and building a team, I personally as a complete amateur in this have started to notice themes. So I really wanted to have this discussion openly about how we can use astrology to build amazing teams, amazing teams that support each other. They work well together. They have good communication because at Boss Babe for a while now, we've been asking people to do their personality tests um, before they join our team so that we can understand, yeah, like, you know, even things like their love languages and work or their Myers-Briggs or, you know, any of these ones that really just tell us, are they introvert? Are they extrovert? How do they think? So that we can create an environment that sets them up for success. And from conversations that I have with you and my own learnings, I feel like astrology really comes into play with this as well. So I wanted to go through a few things today, like who is best for which jobs, 
who complement each other on the zodiac signs and who should not work together because I do have a story myself but I <laughs> let's let's start at the top let's start at the top with you know when did you really start seeing or give examples of when you've seen like looking at zodiac signs and working with your zodiac signs really sets you up for success in the workplace and as an entrepreneur the hardest thing about creating a business or an organization besides all the work and uncertainty is the x factor of when you bring another person in because it's not just their skills that you're hiring them for you're you're going to deal with their whole personality eventually you need different skills on a team you need different strengths and i think astrology is more of an emotional personality test in some ways, although it, it certainly points to some of the hard skills someone may have as well. So it's just a shortcut to building a better organization and team and understanding yourself too. I think that's really, really powerful. So let's start with, I'm an earth sign. I'm a Virgo, right? So is it fair to yes. say like all earth signs have certain characteristics that come to play in the workplace? Or do you need to take each zodiac sign individually on their own? It's a little bit of both. No, you can definitely find common traits among earth signs. So, you know, if you're going top level, if you're new to astrology, simply knowing that someone is a fire, earth, air, or water sign, which the 12 signs are divided into groups of three for each, uh, simply knowing that can give you a decent enough clue of how the person will be. I mean, you are a textbook Virgo and Earth. I mean, you and Natalie are both Earth signs, Virgo and Capricorn. And those are the hardworking business signs if you're going stereotypical traits and you have boss babes. So hello, it's right there, right? However, if you really want to know the nuances of a person, you want to do their whole chart. And we can get into this a little later, but a few years ago, we developed our own kind of mashup of a personality test Myers-Briggs archetype system and astrology. Because, you know, when you say you're a Virgo, that means that the sun was in Virgo when you were born. But there are a bunch of other planets and placements that factor in. So, you know, I'm a Sagittarius, which is fire, but out of my whole chart, I have very little fire in there and mostly water. So, Knowing the full composition is something that we put into our system so that you can say, well, this person is a Virgo, but they're mostly, which is an earth sign. So they're going to really be earthy kind of when push comes to shove, but they have this sort of secondary side that's very fiery or whatever. So the more nuanced you get, the better. So is it fair to say that if we'll take the sun, but we'll also be like, look at your whole chart. And if you have predominantly earth in your chart, what roles or what things are you most suited to within a company, whether you're an entrepreneur or, because I I feel like, you know, a lot, we have a lot of entrepreneurs listening. We have a lot of ambitious women listening, but like what roles are you really suited to if you have a lot of earth in your chart? So if you're predominantly earth or an earth sun sign, you are going to have the temperament of someone who wants stability, someone who likes consistency, likes to plan, likes to know what's coming. And so a role that gives you that or gives you a sense of authority and achievement, you have to think, you know, earth is about stability and building and cultivating the soil we plant everything in. So the the earthy people on your team are going to be 
uh, the best ones to hold down the fort or make sure things actually get accomplished, goals and that sort of thing. Got it. So they're like, if you want things done, they're great people to hand stuff off. They're good probably project managers too. Like if you give them a goal, get those types of things done. Um, Okay. So what about air? What are, what are the air signs? Remind me. The air, yeah, and we should say that earth signs are Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn for those who are new to astrology and listening. So if, if you are one of those signs or the lot, you can be, yeah, probably a good project manager, admin, um, just repetitive tasks. You won't be mm-hmm. bored by that. You'll be soothed. Air signs, that's Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius, are the communicators. Think about the breeze. You know, they carry ideas, they spread them around. So they're really good in social and interactive and interpersonal roles. So an air dominant person will be good in meetings. They may like hop around between Zoom meetings or desk hop in an office. They could be good, you know, producers. They could be good with sales, communicator roles, team building, that kind of thing. This is so true for the Geminis and Libras that I do know. Like, I actually don't know many Aquarius. I have a lot of friends who are Geminis and Libras. And what I notice about the Geminis and Libras that I have, they're great at giving ideas and things on meetings, but actually carrying out the tasks afterwards. Not so much. Not so much. You got something to delegate then delegate the follow-up to maybe an earth sign or a water sign who likes to kind of carry the ball to the finish line and doesn't maybe like to come up with all the big ideas. Ooh, so interesting. What are the water signs? Yeah, so the water signs are Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces. And they are kind of the healer feelers. they're, They're driven by their emotions. And so they do often very well in creative roles when they let themselves be in them, because they're super concerned with security, which means they may sort of take roles where they have a lot of control, but they may not actually enjoy it. So water signs can be tricky because they're, you never know if they're really happy with what they're doing. Interesting. We I thought Scorpios were fire. Every Scorpio I meet has always got such like fire. I'm like, they're, they're always kind of scammy. No, um, they are ruled by the planet Oh, okay. Tell me more. I know someone's a double Scorpio. She would terrified me. (laughs) She was, she just kind of had this mean persona to her. I felt like I was always getting told off. (laughs) Was there a certain intensity? And I'm like so like laughy and jokey and she's like so intense. And I was like, oh, okay. Intensity is something you'll feel with the water signs. You think about like, think about the ocean, you know? the ocean or, you know, we all love to look at water. It's so beautiful. It's so peaceful. Then you go in and you get pulled into an undertow and drown, you know, in the depth. (laughs) So it's, it's very deceptively calm and peaceful, but yes, someone who's a double Scorpio may be super intense. Earth signs like to prioritize and water signs will react with the, you know, stereotypical water signs will react with the same amount of emotion and five alarm intensity to like a car accident and, you know, a mosquito buzzing around their desk or whatever. So it's, it's exhausting for you because actually earth signs also are the providers. They like to fix things. So they want to know what to respond to and what to fix and what problem to solve. 
And if a water sign comes along and everything is a problem and high drama, you know, it's like the boy who cried wolf after a minute. You get sick of it. You're just like, dial it down. Life is not that serious. Get some perspective here. That makes sense for me. So what about then? Like what signs work well with water to like calm that down? Because is it that we all have like these complementary signs that work better together than others? In common astrology beliefs, an, an earth sign would. So calm someone down. But I think it really also depends on the structure of your organization because those water signs will need to take a moment to process their feelings. And you as an earth sign would be like, we got shit to do. We don't have time for your feeling of the hour. I feel like you're a flyer on the wall at Boss Bay because Natalie and I are both <laughs> like, we always say we do, we do business, not drama. And so we are so quick to like move past things. I think that's why our friendship and our business relationship has always been so strong because neither of us can be bothered with the drama. <laughs> so we're like, right? oh, you're upset. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, let's move on. Okay, let's go. <laughs> like, that's exactly. just the way we operate. There's like, if we have to have a clearing conversation, that's literally done within 10 minutes and we're like out the door again, like onto the next thing. If you have two earth signs that are very, very much like that, what yeah. is the sign that you have that balances them out? Is that the water that you need? And therefore it's good to have a Cancer, Scorpio, or Pisces, or is it the air, like more Gemini, Libra, Aquarius? I'm curious. I think, you know, it comes down to the role. But if that person is is coordinating between two earth signs, you don't want to sweat the small stuff. But do you want someone that's not yet another earth sign to bring in a different vibe? I would probably go with an air sign because they keep it light. They keep it breezy. They know how to make you laugh. You know, well, if now, you did get too serious, they would help. Yeah. Now I'm really excited because our COO that we've hired is a Gemini and it's working so oh, well. Perfect. Perfect. Like we just, there was we any, just... yeah, any of the air signs that know how to like just be all business and turn off that part of themselves. It's a Gemini. Got it. Okay, so we're in a good position over here. Good, so good work, we've got, good hiring. Mm-hmm. We've got air, we've covered earth, and we've covered water. So let's get to the fire signs. Yes, fire signs. Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius. That's me. So my sister and I have a business run by two fire signs. Fire signs are very action-oriented. You know, think about how a fire starts with a spark and it blazes up into something bigger. And sometimes it can burn everything up and other times it warms everything up. So there's always something exciting going on in our company, but always too many things at once. So, you know, fire signs are catalysts. They're fire starters. If your business is plateauing or needs an injection of something new or some enthusiasm, Um, you know, we have an Aries that we've worked with on and off who is like, just the minute he arrives, it's like, boom, like game on and everyone gets excited again. So if you need an enthusiastic cheerleader, hype bitch kind of person, fire signs are there, but we too, like air signs don't always finish what we start. We have to learn how to do that. That was the thing that got me into astrology. I remember reading Sagittarius saying like struggled with follow through. And it's true. We have so much FOMO that we're like on to the next thing a lot, but learning this about yourself, you can get workarounds going or, you know, have a nice, 
a nice earth sign that likes to finish the things that I start or have her around. I think that's so important though, because just like you're saying, like, this is a great way of having like self-awareness. And the reason I'm such an advocate for personality tests and really just understanding, you know, your zodiac signs is you get to like understand yourself and you get to understand like where your blind spots are and also where your strengths are. So I'm an earth sign. I actually have a very round house. So I have a lot, I don't know if you say that. I have all 12 in mine, I think. Oh, wow. I only have like, I only have like one double. I need to think, I'll see oh, what wow. that is. Really? Yeah, I have like I'll a lot of, yeah. You're all over the spread place, out. scattered among yes. all the signs. Okay. Whereas if I remember, Natalie has a lot of fire in hers. I think she has like quite a bit of Sagittarius. Because she always says, oh, I'm much better at finishing stuff than she is. And yeah. she's like on to the next one. She's also a great catalyst. I'm seeing that, like how you started off this conversation with like, yes, there's a sun, but there's also the various other planets. And so how important mm-hmm. it is to really understand the full chart and like where they all sit in your various, do I say houses? Is that correct? Does that look right? The right language? Yeah. Houses. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Exactly. So we're basically saying like, if you're on earth, you're like great in a business with like a Gemini and we've talked about water and fire, but what are certain businesses that people should or shouldn't do? Like if we're thinking about entrepreneurs right now, like right, sure. you, you guys have never sorted to this type of business. Like, are there any like stereotypes that are like, you know what? It's a stereotype, but I do see it time and time again. Let's take a minute to talk about one of my favorite educational platforms, Masterclass. I have been referring back to this platform for years and I love that you can simply log in and take inspirational classes from world-class coaches no matter where you are. If you haven't explored Masterclass yet, go to masterclass.com slash boss babe and scroll through some of the categories. I think you'll really love what you see. One of the latest classes I tuned into was Anna Winter's class on creativity and leadership. She takes you into her office as Vogue's editor-in-chief and it was so inspiring to learn about her leadership style, team culture, and how she encourages creativity in her team. Not only does Masterclass have tangible business development classes that you can watch at your desk or listen to on the go, but it also includes classes in 10 other categories ranging from food, home and lifestyle, music, wellness, design and so much more. There are over 200 classes to choose from with new classes added every month. This year, learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Plus, Every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash boss babe. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash boss babe, masterclass.com slash boss babe. Oh, yeah. And we have a whole career section on our site, so we'll make sure to link to that so people can go granular with the jobs that are best for every Zodiac sign. But we, you know... I think again, it comes down to the composition in your chart as well. So, but if you're if you're a fire sign or predominantly fire, you're going to need to move around. You do not want a job where you're sitting still. Like it's okay because fire signs can be like obsessive and definitely like you know go hard at what we're doing. But then you got to get up, you got to move around. So if there's travel involved, if there's you know. A few different things to juggle at once is good. Boredom is the thing that you need to be really careful about. Public speaking, 
as part of the job and even sales. Um, you need something to get excited about if you're a fire or fire dominant person. And then interesting. Okay. Yeah. And then the earth signs and earth dominant charts need something to build. So you want incremental, you need a goal. Like while you need the security of certain things that are repeated, you want to also know that like, well, we're going to do this for the next five years, but we're going to incrementally grow by 20% every year. Like you like to measure things. I am, I drive people crazy with my obsession around measuring stuff. Like I have to be, I have to have a goal always. Like I feel lost if I don't have a goal. I'm like, I can't just like go with the flow. I'm like, no, what am I working towards? So I want to come to fire, back to fire, like Leo Sagittarius Aries and Mm -hmm. ensuring that if they are the instigators, they're the catalysts. Yeah. what is best what is the best complementing sign or you know element yeah element sorry that's what I was looking for I want to think about our CEOs listening our leaders listening like what is the best complementary type element and like you say if they're struggling with yeah. projects they should go with this one if they're struggling with completing something they should go with this one if they're struggling with relating to emotions then this would be a great one right I think um for one thing um a lot of fire signs are always on the go. And even if people like them, they may not be around, like sometimes they have very big dynamic personalities and people are attracted to their organizations because they want to be in the warmth and the heat. And then they're like, that's great. I'd love to coach you all day, but I got to go and make some money. So we all keep our jobs and keep this, you know, the business running. So I think it can be nice for fire signs to bring maybe a water sign, a cancer, maybe sometimes an Aquarius uh, who are such great team leaders. Someone, one of the, a Libra, one of the kind of softer air or water signs to nurture the, the culture there. A Virgo too. I would say if they need someone to like do the paperwork and get the shit done and do that, probably an earth sign would be best. Some air signs are very nerdy and love a spreadsheet too especially gemini's they love data because they're ruled by mercury just like you as a virgo so yeah you need someone to nurture your team and or your product you need someone to do the social media for you then definitely probably an air sign do you need someone to you know do the numbers and the bookkeeping the accounting maybe someone who's earth heavy for that so But you could be surprised and get sad she's good at that too. Oh, of course. But I think it's such a good first lens to like look through, like, huh, like look out for this. And what about the air signs? They have a lot of energy that kind of gets dispersed in a lot of directions. I I love my air signs and my mum's an air, my granddad's an air, like, you know, maybe some of my best friends are airs. And one of the challenges that I have with them is like, holding them to plans like I'm a Virgo and even the language I'm using to that like they're very like <laughs> we'll, we'll jump around and I'm like whoa, whoa, whoa we agreed on this plan or they're like late or there's like these mm-hmm. things that I'm like they don't necessarily follow the structure that I'm used to so let's say you've got an heir who was running a business I'm sure they're going to have a ton of creativity most of the heirs I know are really creative is that a common trait for 
as to be creative because everyone I know is. Yeah, they're idea people. Their their minds are always going. They're they're and they're also out there gathering up. You know, they're very social, so they're they're out there discovering things. They, I mean, if you've ever been started a text chain with a Gemini, you probably have regretted it ten minutes because they can write huge novels in 30 seconds. And you're like, whoa, I'm five messages behind. I cannot answer you. Can you just call me, please? So air signs in business, they have a lot of energy. They're doing all these things. So what are complimentary COOs right. for them? What's complimentary partners for them that like helps them put all their energy in like a direction? Absolutely. Let's address their scatteredness. They do need to rebel a little bit. So the problem with air signs is like, you can count on them 90% at best to turn something in when they say they will or whatever. Accountability systems are really important, but also breaking things into individual items. They do really well if they have someone with an Asana board or whatever making it for them, like because they they just they do get scattered and easily distracted. So But you got to be careful not to micromanage them either because, you know, then they rebel even more. So it can be a little tricky with earth signs unless the earth sign is very patient. But you're going to be like, well, what the hell? You said you turned it in at five o'clock. You didn't. There's no further discussion. You just didn't do what you said. You're not interested in why. A fire sign might help the air sign be like, oh, okay, I get it. You're bored. Let's batch up your tasks. Fire signs understand the restlessness that can become a sabotaging facet of the air sign's success. But we also understand the need to mix it up and make things more creative. Oh, you're bored with the repetitive task. You need, let's try it this way. Let's make it a game. Let's make it a challenge. Let's use rewards. Um, I think a water sign would be bad because they would enable the air sign and they'd be too afraid to stand up to them and oh that's okay meanwhile seething with resentment that builds up over weeks and months motherfucker never finishes anything and dumps it on me you know so (laughs) so i think a fire sign can kind of put an air sign a little bit in check when the air sign realizes that they have the freedom to do things in these different ways they do sort of start to develop a muscle, but they're just, they don't do business the traditional way, most of them. And if they don't have a way that works for them, that's where it gets tricky. So as as soon as they find their rhythm and their groove for accomplishing things, also air signs are interactive and social. So they need a buddy. The buddy system is ideal. And um, not an accountability person helicoptering, but someone to make it fun. Like you do this part, I'll do this part. Pass it back and forth. They should always have that. I love that. Okay. And then what about, I feel like we need to give some water signs, some love. Let's talk a little bit yeah. more about water in business. So the <laughs> Cancers, the Scorpio and the Pisces. So mm-hmm. we kind of touched on them, but I want to know who their ideal partners are. You know, their ideal yeah. like you know, again, business partner or COO, someone who's like really in the business with them that helps them move it forward. Who is that? A lot of the times they work really well with each other, water signs, because they create their business as like a family, especially cancers, but all of them really. It's like they cannot keep their emotions and hearts out of the business. So they want their office to be like, like another family or their company. Water signs 
in general, like just left out in the wild can be kind of shy and reserved and tentative and hesitant. But when they have a business as a platform to kind of hinge on, then they feel like free and safe. They kind of a little bit hide behind the business, but it works out because it's like it becomes this way that they can express vulnerability like even just open up and be generous with people, that sort of feels safe for them. Mm, got it. My brother and my dad are both cancers. So I see that kind wow. of shy and timidness about them at times until they're really like settled in at home, obviously not, but out in new environments. Um, I mm-hmm. see that sometimes for them. So I can see what you mean by like that business and using that to like work behind it, uh, which like yeah. you say, I think it's all, all of this is about finding what works for you too, right? Understanding totally. like, okay, well, I have these elements of cancer, but I also have these elements in my um, other houses, which make me a little bit unique and different like all of us. Um, but I love that. I love the fact that we're, we can see now like some of the ones that work really well together and some of them that perhaps need a little bit more support. And I also, it's just what makes me laugh when we're even doing this is even just what you said about earth signs and like, oh yeah, I can see how Natalie and I work together. And I also can see our blind spots and why we need certain right. energies or elements in our team that like balance us out because we are head over heart a lot of the time. And we're like, okay, let's go. Let's make yeah. these things happen. So I think that's really, really cool. Tell me about your I am model. Yeah. So because as you can already see, if you've been listening, this can get very complex. So, you know, one of the flaws of astrology, I always think things are, the best qualities are the worst. So the best quality of astrology is that it is so nuanced and complex and it does capture the multitudes and complexities and contradictions in every person. The downside is most people don't have freaking time to learn all of that, to learn how to read a chart because um, they're busy, especially leaders and entrepreneurs are busy building a business. So here's this amazing tool that very few people can use. So I thought one day, like, could we make this into sort of an archetyping system? And we created what we call I am, which stands for influencer, authority, and maven. And so what we do is we have a calculator and it's at astrostyle.com slash I am. So you plug in your time, date, and place of birth, and uh, it takes 13 parts of your chart, your sun, your moon, your rising, all the planets, and calculates how many planets you have of one of the three qualities. Uh, they're called cardinal, fixed, and mutable, which the cardinal signs are Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn. They're the ones that start every season. So they share this energy of initiative taking, trailblazing, trendsetting, pioneering, needing to be their own boss. And then the authorities are the people that have a lot of Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, or Aquarius. Those are the fixed signs in their charts. And those are the ones that are like holding down the fort, you know, need to establish a sort of mastery. They're the experts, they're the project managers, the planners. And then the mavens have mostly mutable signs. That's Gemini, Virgo, Sagittarius, and Pisces. And those are the communicators and uh, the finishers of everything. And they're the ones that um, are always doing a million things at once. So uh, we actually have a, a membership program called Astropreneurs. We're just piloting it with our founding members. We've got 120 people in there. And we 
have a whole curriculum around I am. They're building their businesses with it, you know, designing their offices. There are different ideal work styles for the I am's and everything. So I love that. So cool. So yeah, I did the test and I was a maven, I believe. Yes, you have. So there are 13 uh, parts of your chart. So you can see how they're distributed. And you had eight of those 13 immutable maven signs. You probably like to cycle through everything and get past the feelings too and keep things fun. I actually had to go to therapy for like not really acknowledging my feelings. <laughs> I was like, wait, I haven't got time. Because I was noticing this. I was like, I would never give my time. And like people who listen to this know I am Hoffman. And that was one of the biggest things. I was like, wait, I don't, I don't actually acknowledge any of my feelings. I just get on with it. Like that was my attitude yeah. to everything. I was like, oh, just get on with it. So knowing this, like if people go on, they log their information, what does mm-hmm. knowing this help you? How does it help you in business and entrepreneurship? I mean, so many different ways. So if you do the quiz, you'll get a PDF and then a few emails with tips and that kind of thing will come. So... um, Well, for example, in our Astropreneurs group, we did one unit about your ideal work setting. So the influencers, uh, because they, we we talked about everybody as an ideal time zone. The influencers live in the future, the authorities live in the past, and then the mavens live in the present. So influencers need to have, we called it the desk you never sit at. And then they need all their satellite spaces. They get inspired by being in different locations and the coffee shop. Mavens have, I call it the lab. So they have different stations, almost like a prep cook or someone who's like a a crafter. What can happen is like you, you collect so many different things that you're working on that like it becomes, it overtakes place <laughs> my mom used to call them puppy piles when I was a kid <laughs> oh I my like, god that's so good I would work like studying as a kid I would work in so many different areas in the house I could never leave the house but I had my desk in my bedroom the dining table the kitchen yes. counter like then I would inf- my creative stuff I'd want to use like the lounge living area my mom was like all these puppy piles everywhere Danielle's puppy piles oh, exactly exactly and it's like but I'm working you always <laughs> see mavens are in the present so it's funny that you said you avoid your emotions because what most mavens don't realize is that they exude emotion a lot of the times everything is very present it's like what do I need to do now what do I want to do right now and everything feels very immediate to the mavens. So it's like, you want to start something, you're going to start it. You know, you feel like crafting, you feel like cooking, you feel like, you know, accounting, you feel like goal setting. Yeah. So that is also very true. I do have to do everything now. Like, or yeah, yeah I'm like, oh, it has to be done now. So that I feel very yep. seen right now for good and for bad. <laughs> and then well, what was the other yeah. one? The authority. Tell me about the authority. Authorities. So their time zone is the past because their develop their role in the business uh, realm is to be the authorities or experts on a topic, which means they've been studying it for 25 years, going to a master's degree program or putting in their 10,000 hours. So they need this sense of importance. So they need like kind of a command center, preferably with a door. They need to hang up their degrees and their diplomas and, you know, have everything just, you know, in this sort of 
linear kind of way and all their binders and their organizational system where they can pull to, to bring in their, um, you know, the information that they need for their coaching client or whatever. So, you know, our team, we have about 15 people on our core team and we love using I am. Everybody really is in their role. My sister and I are influencers. So we come up with all the crazy ideas and everything, but we have a couple of authorities that really hold it down for us. So we um we actually have an I am class. It's a four part class. We should drop that link in too. That um it's you your I am uh you and other people and how they get along uh your role on a team and then how to balance an organization when there's too much of one or not enough of another because it's we call it astro Ayurveda. It's the same thing with the elements like we talked about like okay, we have a lot of water signs. Well, what are we going to do? How are we going to balance that? And so it's it's a fascinating tool. We, we do what we call astro audits and like look at someone's business and their I am composition and their elements and make recommendations. We've had people who sold their companies based on the changes that they made and have all kinds of cool success stories using this. I love that. So the idea is, let's say you are looking for a business partner, then if you do the test and understand which one you are out of the I, the A and the M, is it best Mm -hmm. to have a a different one as a business partner or the same so that you're on the same page? Business partners specifically. I think it's good to have a variety, but you want to have the right one. Like an influencer would probably do well with an authority business partner because then the, or as well as a maven, because uh, the maven would probably do well with an authority because the influencers and the mavens are always kind of out there and in the world where, where the authorities like to just keep things consistent. An influencer and a maven would probably struggle to get anything done as partners. So those authorities are around now, the ones that like are operators to turn the ideas into actions, making sure those things move forwards. Okay, authorities, if you score an authority when you do this, you're going to be in demand. You need to be in the society membership telling everyone your authority so that you can like yes. get, get, tap, like, get hooked up with the um, cool roles to move people's businesses forward in your own. So, oh my God, yeah. I love this, Opie. Thank you for just sharing such a cool perspective on like hiring and really understanding how you build a team Um, and I like what you said and just reminding us what you said at the beginning astrology is very emotional and in the sense of like you know understanding everyone's emotions within this yes you have skill sets and this has been one of my biggest learnings in business that like skill set really is just about 20% of building the business like a lot of it is like communication pathways how you work together how you problem solve because there's skills that you none of you have until you start building and doing the thing and you have to figure it out along the way and so I think it's just such a great reminder of like how important it is to have the right personalities working together in a company and that can actually make or break it because I was actually talking to um, the previous CEO of Carvana and he said that culture devours strategy. And I think this is what he was getting at. If you don't have the right culture and the right personalities in your business, your strategy will never succeed because it won't get done. It won't get executed and people won't be happy. So I think like finding those complementary signs, the complementary people that you work alongside is really, really powerful. So Thank you. We're going to put all, I feel like the show notes are going to be full of a ton of links after this one. And then we'll put yours in there. 
um, just so really people can like dig in and find out, discover more about yourself and then discover more about the people that you work with. That's really crucial. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. That's self-awareness. Like you're never going to get the perfect blend of signs, but you can make it perfect by, you know, having an open conversation in your organization about those facets. Like, okay, I'm a water sign. I need a crying room or I'm an earth sign. Don't come to me to put your tears on my shoulder. Go to the other person. And that's a, it creates a culture of acceptance. That's don't go to the apple yeah. tree for charities is what a coach of mine once said. So I think that's really powerful to like know what you can provide a team, what you can't. And then for the team members to know that as well. Okay. This is amazing. Thank you so much. This was so powerful. I cannot wait for everyone to dig into the links and all of the things. And if we just appreciate you coming in and doing this podcast and providing so much knowledge and insights. It was really fun. Thank you. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love it if you subscribed and left us a review. Let us know what you enjoyed, what your main takeaways were, and who you'd like to see appear on the show. As a special thanks, we'll send you a copy of our Boss Babe 25. Now, this is an awesome resource. It's the 25 essential things that you need for personal and professional growth. We've included everything from must-have products to books to rituals. This guide literally covers it all, and I know you're going to love it. So if you want your copy, simply leave us a review and then send a screenshot of your review to podcast at bossbabe.com. 